that you had something in the holler to you all and a bro fist and all that good stuff as I scuff the intro by having wobbly fingers and <laughs> my hands wobbling, man. I've got the shakes. Uh, I didn't even stream today. I didn't even stream today. I've been infected with something fucking... I think I've got old man ball gym virus. I've seen that many gym old man balls recently. I think they've got to me. But to be not to be a consummate professional, I have been in bed most of the day. Uh, is I had a bath for you guys. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I hate baths. I really do detest having a bath. But I had a bath to try and steam myself clear and feel a little better so we can feel good. So you, you should know that. You should, uh, you should listen to the sacrifice that took place in order to make this possible. Yeah, you should feel spoiled indeed. So if I get sweaty and gross <sighs> for the next little while, I might blow myself a lot. Then you know why. You know why. So we're going to attempt a drama here. I, I feel terrible. We have headaches for days, but we'll have a go. We might go. We might try to do a big story, something like that. Let's see how it goes on. But welcome, because it's just eight days away till the PreachCon tickets go on sale. So let's keep a track of the armpits. Let's see if they get moist. That, the shirts have been moist today. Let's keep a track on that. Eight days. The PreachCon tickets do go on sale Saturday next week at 8 p.m. GMT. The tickets will be going on sale to the public for PreachCon 2019. Everything is set in stone. We know what we're doing. It's going to be happening. It's going to be good. It's going to be the party that I know many of you have been planning for already uh, for your week-long <laughs> celebration that is now turned into it. Some of you are now here for like 10 days uh, in order to take part in the event, which is tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. I'm truly happy. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really good. So let's have some fun with a story that I read just before I came on air. And uh, it's just the saddest fucking tale. It's truly the saddest fucking tale. From a raider's perspective. From a raider's perspective, it's the saddest tale. I need a guild name from you guys. I need a guild name to go with this. I need a guild name. We only need one person's name, and it's going to be Tiamat. It's actually DD Tiamat, but we'll go with Tiamat. I can't spell. I can't, still can't spell. Tiamat. Uh, let's put the guild name in here. Who are they going to be? The Fancy Panties, the Elitist Perspective, the Clinic, Old Man's Balls. I like Old Man's Balls. I like that. It's the only excuse I can think of because no one in my family is sick. Just me, which is awesome. Which is awesome. So, no cuddles for me tonight. Okay. Are you ready, you wonderful people, for the saddest of sad tales? It's about a guild merger. As we know, guild mergers don't go right. But everybody attempts a guild merger at some point, And they don't really understand why they go wrong. And there's a belief amongst guild mergers that they're going to be the winner. That's usually why guild mergers fail, is one side believes they're going to be the victor. Because it's not a guild merger, it's a guild takeover. But it's a guild takeover in both guilds' eyes. And that can often be a recipe for disaster. Especially when one guild believes wholeheartedly that they are better. And also doesn't understand exactly how raiding works. 
particularly when it's down at like the heroic and normal levels where they're still getting around to this stuff. Okay. <clears throat> a little backstory. I'm a university student and have played WoW since the Burning Crusade, but before Wrath, I was a terrible, terrible player. I didn't even hit the cap until the end of Cataclysm. And this was long, long after the Dragon Soul was out. And all I ever got got to do back then was to try and run end time dungeons. <laughs> end time dungeons. With varying degrees of success due to me being pure dog shit. Pure dog shit in a glass. I got into raiding during Mists of Pandaria when some IRL friends said that their guild, so it's the IRL guild's going to take him in, their guild was going to raid. Oh, yes. And they had some spots. And from that point on, I fell in love with raiding, and I've been at it ever since. My current guild is one I joined during Nighthold after watching my old guild slowly decay due to not wanting to recruit outside of IRL. Bold move to only choose to recruit people IRL. I doubt anybody in the stream right now could possibly do that. But then again, rules are rules. I raid a casual mythic level. Completing 9 out of 11 mythic in Antorus and 6 out of 9 in the sweet tomb of Sargeras. Fuck that. <laughs> I can't do it. Shit, dude. I've met thousands of WoW players IRL. I can't fucking do it. <coughs> this story takes place a few weeks since Uldir being released. So we're in Uldir. You remember Uldir, right? Our raid had already cleared Heroic. Not bad. And we had Talok, Mother, and Zekvoz down. But we had dropped below 20 raiders. We could no longer continue on beloved Vectus. Leading up until this point, we had heavy turnover. As people would join, get some gear and kills, and then leave to join a better guild. Using our progress as we were still stuck on Vectus. Very sad. This included our off tank, who rather hilariously said that the reason he couldn't raid with us anymore, and I quote, was because his PC had been struck by lightning in a storm and he couldn't afford a new one. He was in a guild the following week. <laughs> and so the call was made. The call was made. We'll stop raiding until 8.1 and the battle for Dazar Alor. And until that point, we are free to try and get progress with other guilds with the promise, a promise to you all, that our raid spot would still be here should we want to return and that the guild was going to look towards a merger to solve the roster issues. What a fine, kind-hearted guild. What an absolutely fine, kind-hearted guild. Now I play a mage, and upon hearing this decision, I decided, <laughs> decided, this is really smart by the way, I decided I would stick around with my friends and commit to the guild. In reality, I have been declined at every single guild I had tried to apply to. 
<laughs> but nobody needed to know that. Nobody needed to know that. So I just told my girl that I was sticking around. <laughs> After a few weeks of M+, our guildmaster announced that we were doing a joint raid. Not merging, a joint raid with another guild. Old man's balls. They also were in a similar position to us. They didn't have a full roster. And together, though, we would have the 20 for the mythic raid. This was great news. We all wanted to get back into all deer. And it seemed like a good chance to fill our roster, maybe merge if things went well. Oh, God, I'm so dry. Mm. This is where our problems began. First off, this guild was one boss behind us. Fucking noobs. They had got stuck at Zekvoz. Which meant none of them had even attempted Vectus. Not even attempted Vectus. And at this point, our guild had racked up 100 wipes on Mythic Vectus. Damn. That's a long time to be cleaving ads. That's a long fucking time to be cleaving ads. A hundred wipes on Mythic Vectors. Now, not because we're noobs, <coughs> but due to having like six new raiders every single time we attempted it because of our turnover of players during this time. The hat's got to go, boys. Unveil the baldness. Drink it in. Drink it in. The seconds, the seconds of these issues, were the, the guild had only agreed. <laughs> Thanks, Ulf. <laughs> the guild had only agreed. Fuck <laughs> you guys, fucking doing this. The guild had only agreed to the joint raid. Oh no! Look, started. <laughs> fucking boiling up, boys. The guild had only agreed to raid with us if we could do a 10-10 split. <laughs> Blind. <laughs> you son of bitches. Ha! Fuck you lot. I'm trying to tell a story, man. I'm trying to tell a fucking story here. And you guys are just ruining it. <laughs> that emote is coming back to bite me right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that emo is biting me right in the ass. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> so they have to have an even 10-10 split in order to make sure that decisions were going to be handled fairly. We had 14 raiders still. So some people on our side were going to be benched. They had around 11 raiders total. Which, as we discovered on our first raid night, didn't include... And main tank for them. But they also insisted on having a 50-50 split of every raid roll for loot distribution. So, each guild needed to provide on each raid night one tank, two healers, and seven DPS. The final problem was they were on another server. Which killed our opportunity to ever have a merge before it was even conceived. Okay. <laughs> even so, 
we decided to give it a go. <laughs> we'll give it a go. Because raiding was something we wanted to do. And it would be worth putting up with this just to get our asses back inside old year. Hmm. You guys are fucking thirsty fuckers. That's what you are. Week one of the cross-server dual guild raid. That's what we're doing. We're a cross-server dual guild raid. It begins. Invites go out. Everyone is summoned to outside the raid instance. And we have a total of 25 raiders in the group. An officer meeting begins. We must discuss the setup for the night. And our two guilds all join the same Discord and start to get to know each other. One small issue arises. As I mentioned above, Old Man's Balls didn't have a tank. So they decided that one of their DPS warriors would respect a tank to make sure that fairness was achieved, which also meant that our off-tank, who had stayed in the guild, and was reliable, was benched. He was not very happy about this. And started asking questions in our guild chat. So remember, they've not merged. They're separate guild chats, right? So he starts asking questions in our guild chat about why we aren't using the tanks to tank. To which our GM said that it's only farm... And if needed, and the guy fails, that we will bring the our tank back in later. Mmm. Believable story. I should mention at this point that I was known as the best mage in our guild. Since the start of Antorus, I was the only one of our raiding roster. <laughs> People in the guild would often make jokes about this when I died to mechanics or messed up my job. My signature move was using time warp on pull by accident. Who would ever do that? This became such a common mistake in Legion that every time Hero, Bloodlust, or Time Warp was, time warp was used incorrectly, it was always blamed on me. <laughs> Is this your own story? I have done it. I have totally done it. Oh, God. oh shit. <laughs> you know what was really hard? Mages. Mages, right? No, real talk. Fuck off a minute, right? Mages. Wasn't it really hard in BFA when we didn't have the ring anymore? Did you not instinctively press, press bloodlust when you started popping cooldowns on your mages? I did. It took me ages to get out of that habit. It took me so fucking long to get out of that habit, man. <laughs> you guys don't know. You know what guys don't know, but there was a time when we had multiple bloodlusts per fight, motherfuckers. You don't know. By this point, however, we had two other mages. And Old Man's Balls also had two mages of their own. Which took our total Mythic Raid Team Mage count to five. A quarter of the raid was mages. I even set up a little mage community for us to speak so we could ask mage-specific questions about the fight without spamming the guild chat. And as we know, the current meta is definitely five mages per raid. <laughs> five mages is a really good. That's goals. <laughs> oh, it's tragic. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Once we got our roster sorted, 
we went for an attempt on Talok Mythic. <laughs> and Time Warp was used on the pull. Not by me, though, I swear. I swear. My guildmates immediately did the usual thing of quoting best mage in the guild and other such remarks. We killed the fight on that pull without any issues besides that. But afterwards, afterwards, a hero emerged. From the smoke and the darkness of our new union, a hero emerges. An officer from old man's balls called Tiamat. Tiamat had no sense of humor. Tiamat didn't understand sarcasm. Tiamat took raiding very, very seriously. Tiamat didn't understand the joke my guildies were telling and continually commented on how much of a noob I was for using time warp on the pull. I ignored it, and on to Mother we went. Mother was a bit shaky, but we did kill it after our new healing team got their shit together. And then we went on to kill Zekvoz on the first pull. After this, we had some attempts on Vectis, but no kill. Overall, it seemed like a solid first raid night. But one thing definitely stood out. Tiamat. Tiamat was constantly commenting on mistakes all night. And not in the, oh, we need to solve this issue kind of way. But his approach was to point out how some of our guild were terrible at this game. Some people in this raid don't deserve to be here. Oh dear, what have we got ourselves into? There are some people who are here who are definitely not going to last. Some people. Some people. And specifically would target members of our guild. This was a trend that would continue through the next few raids. And by the end of the week, of the end of week two, everyone in the guild was very much aware that Tiamat was trying to make us look bad. We were also aware. Well, the old man's balls was desperately trying to take over our guild and undermine our guild's leadership in the most stupid ways possible. We would say, maybe it's break time. They would say, no, in five minutes. Roster swaps were arbitrarily done. A mage for a mage, a hunter for a mage, and so on and so forth. And any raid matters such as who was dropping the feast, they would try and get the final say on. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Can you imagine being in that environment? Can you fucking imagine being in that environment? Okay. It's break time now. No, five minutes. Three minutes. Mm. Yeah, I'm dropping the feast. No, no, no. I'm dropping the feast. My feast. I'm dropping it. Yeah, the feast is very important we get this right. It's very, very important that we get this right. It really is. They started interfering on everything. Strategies, the whole thing. But again... This was kind of our only option. So we decided that we just had to deal with it. And honestly, we thought it was really petty. So we would mock them in our guild chat during the raid. Another thing that was clear, though, was Old Man's Balls didn't believe. Now, I have to ask you guys this. Is this a belief? They didn't believe in pre-potting. It's not a religion. (laughs) It's not... <laughs> it's not a religion. They don't believe in pre-potting. And some of their raiders were using legion level flasks for progress. Mm. 
As a guild, we were pretty pissed once we noticed this. It was one thing that we all agreed in our guild had to stop. So uh, we told our officers and our officers agreed they were going to bring it up at the next raid. Raiding is expensive, guys. Yeah, exactly. Raiding is expensive. The next raid, after about one and a, one and a half hours, around 150 pulls on Vectis, we brought it up because they were still doing it. If people want to raid here, then they need to be using current flasks and pre-pots. I can't believe this is being said in a mythic raid. It is an insult. To the other 19 people... This is a declaration, by the way. I can't do the voice, but it's a declaration. It is an insult to the other 19 people here if you feel that each pull on progression bosses isn't worth 250 gold and a decent flask for the night. This was how it was put out by our raid leader. Tiamat chimed in to add his two cents. What's, what's Tiamat's voice? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, you guys really should be prepared when you come to the raid. And um, pots and flasks and food are the expected cost of taking part in mythic content. The guild then decided, or the guilds, decided that we would take a 10 minute break to allow people go to the auction house to buy current flasks <laughs> with the promise that anyone who was not potting <laughs> after this wouldn't need to for the rest of the night. Oh, got him. That sounds like a bonus to some people though, right? That sounds like a genuine bonus. Oh, really? So I just don't do it next time and that's it. I'm good, right? <laughs> we all came back from the break and we pull again. And who do you think didn't pre-pot? Because it filled our guild chat pretty, pretty goddamn quickly. Mr. Tiamat. We lost our shit in guild chat. Talking about how he can't seriously be that much of an asshole to call people out for exactly what he's doing and then continue to do it like there's nothing wrong. We, of course, called him out on it. But Tiamat had a very good reason for not pre-potting. You see, you guys have been doing it wrong. Tiamat doesn't pre-pot if he doesn't think they're going to kill it that try. Tiamat didn't think that we were going to kill it on our first pull back after a break, and that would have been a waste of a pot. Tiamat doesn't like potting if the previous try didn't show promise. And there you go. Big thinking big women big plays big kills right and that's how tiamat rolls and that's why he's a rich bitch <laughs> our raiders wanted to kick him but as we were a dual guild raid and the other guild wouldn't have allowed it and our officers didn't want to start a drama we ignored tiamat and carried on we killed vectis that night on a pull where tiamat had not pre-potted and moved on to Fetid Devourer. Now, preach an audience. It's you guys. How many of you have done Mythic Fetid Devourer? Can I get a yay or nay in the chat if possible? Have you done Mythic Fetid Devourer? Ah, shit, I'm out of water. Okay. 
I must ask you, you ask you guys. Okay, many of you have done it. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Have you heard? Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, the fetid devourer rock? <laughs> I'm not talking about Scumbag Alley, by the way. <laughs> I am not talking about Scumbag Alley. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, the fetid devourer rock? Oh, you haven't? Well, allow me to educate you, for those of you who don't know that. <laughs> Neither are any of us. <clears throat> Some of you apparently have heard of this. Yeah, I know Scumbag Alley. I showed Scumbag Alley. But I had not heard of the Fetid Devourer Rock. Let me explain to you guys Fetid Devourer Rock. I don't even know where it is. I could probably guess where it is. <sighs> None of us have heard of the Fetid Devourer Rock which will henceforth be known as the Holy Rock. But the DPS warrior who had respect tank for our raid from old man's balls had in fact heard about this most holy of rocks. They insisted on standing against the rock while tanking and this was paramount to getting the kill. They had seen several videos of tanks using the Holy Rock. And therefore it must be true, right? <laughs> but why? <laughs> but why? Why? Why not move the boss so we can cleave? Was that a bit out there? Was that a little bit out there? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> they said that it was impossible to die while tanking against the rock. You see, it's the boss damage isn't the problem. It's the rock. Okay? It does the boss could hit me for 8 million damage a second, but if I'm standing against the rock, we're 10 out of 10, boys. We're 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Not standing against the rock was what they described in their words as a rookie error. <laughs> rookie error. When attempting this fight on Mythic, it's a rookie error. Okay. It's all right. Schoolboy error. I'll forgive you for now that you didn't know about the rock. You should do your homework. You really should do your homework. I wonder if it's in the Fat Boss Guide. Is it in the Fat Boss video? It might be. It might be in the Fat Boss video. Okay. The Rock, the Holy Rock, was such a big deal that in the first few attempts, the tank would call a wipe if he got knocked off the rock. Nobody dead. Not even the first eggs. But we're calling a wipe. <laughs> we're not on the rock. <laughs> now, fortunately enough, Fortunately enough, our raid leaders put a stop to that and we started to get some progression. This is where we return to our five mage mythic setup. Alright, the five mage mythic setup. The three from my guild had all automatically respect to Arcane for this fight. We had the gear for it, 
as we had known for a while that we were going to be using Arcane on Fetid, so we had got our Azerite sorted in advance, and we all knew how to play Arcane to a high enough standard for Mythic. It's pretty tough. It is pretty tough. Whew. Whew. That touch of the Magi. <laughs> Will it proc? Won't it? <laughs> Who knows? Right? What a mystery. However, the two mages from the other guild did not start this fight, fight as Arcane. So I messaged them telling we should probably go Arcane. It's better for progress and they should use it next week or off if they're able to get the gear for it. The next week we extend our lockout as we wanted Fetid dead before 8.1 hit. So our plan was to rush it down and try Zool and call it if we felt like it was beyond our time frame. Once again we stand in front of the Fetid Devourer. He's doing that manly walk and we had once again five mages. Again the tanks used the Holy Rock. And of course, again, Tiamat continued to not pot for every attempt we made. This week, however, we had not five, but not three. We had four arcane mages. I whisper the fifth mage, Hey, why are you still frost? He said, I can't play arcane. Cannot play arcane. My damage will be better if I play Frost, which I'm comfortable with. Now, that's a fair enough statement. It's a fair enough statement. No, shut the fuck up, you lot. Mage nerds, <laughs> right? Shut the fuck up. That's a fair comment. If he's not comfortable with it, there's no point in him playing it because it'll just be a mess. It'll just be out of mana. Nothing's going to happen. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Okay. This seems fair enough. After all, I had done a similar thing on Zekvoz, staying Frost over swapping to Fire. That Blaster Master, though, eh? Whew. And we got overgeared for the fight anyway, so it didn't seem like it would be a massive issue. It didn't seem like it would be a massive issue. That night, we had about 30 attempts on the Fetid Devourer, which included multiple sub-10% wipes. Tiamat apparently had still not been convinced to pre-pot any of these attempts. But was now actively giving shit out to people who weren't double potting. <laughs> it turns out later that Tiamat did not know that we were logging. And <laughs> Impossible. They're recording this? Insane. How is this possible? How did they know I wasn't pre-poing? <clears throat> On top of this, the one mage who had stayed in Frostbeck because they would do more damage was averaging 6 to 8k DPS per pull. Uh, we obviously inquired as to why this was. Their response was... They couldn't find a decent position to stand. Where should I stand? I've had 30 tries, and yet still, I can't find a good place to stand. This meant he was frequently being out DPS'd by the tanks. To the rock! <laughs> to the rock! For science! We'll send him to the rock! <laughs> we'll send him to the rock! Easy game! Easy game! We'll send him to the rock! And he's all fixed up. 
Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. We'll send him to the rock. By the end of the night, we were done with this fucking shit. It had become clear this was not going to work. The mocking in our guild chat had become more entertaining than the raid. It had reached new levels, and we wanted both the mage and Tiamat out of the raid. These options were voiced to the other guild by our officer team. And by the next raid, Frost Mage is gone. Tiamat, however, remained because Tiamat was an officer, and that meant he was important. Unfortunately, the next raid fell on my birthday, and my uni friends insisted on going out to celebrate. So I didn't get to raid. And this, of course, was the night that they killed Fetid Devourer. Now it was on to Zul. When I returned, I learned about the good news of our boss kill and that the bad mage had been benched. It was also the night that we learned that old man's balls had started to have more roster issues and had now fallen to just nine active raiders. By contrast, though, our guild was rapidly approaching 20 active raiders. We hadn't stopped recruiting throughout this entire process. When it came time to sort the roster out for that night, we invite everyone as usual, and the officer went about discussing who was going to be invited for our rekill of Fetid Devourer. Of course, we all assumed we would just go with 9 from their guild, because that's all they've got, and 11 from our guild. But apparently, that's unfair. The raid leader for Old Man's Balls insisted that it was a very important rule that we have the 10-10 setup. And that one of their raiders was sure to be online shortly to fill the spot. This sparked a huge debate about why we shouldn't just take one of our raiders as we had 16 raiders online right now waiting for a raid spot. Our normal guild rule was that if you're late and we're full, then tough shit. This went on for a long ass time, with all 19 of us just standing just past mother we hadn't even bothered clearing the trash yet. Until finally, finally, their raider joined the group. It was someone who wasn't in their guild, in fact. They weren't even on the same server as Old Man's Balls. They said that this newly joined prodigal son was a recruit who was planning to join them at some time in the future, and they wanted to trial him here. <laughs> Oh, mother of fucking Christ. <laughs> mother of fucking Christ. Oh, yeah, nice. By, <laughs> by this point, we had spent around 50 minutes not actually raiding. <laughs> no one was willing to waste more time. We cleared to Fetid and then proceeded to wipe on the big old dinosaur for the rest of the night. The mood in the raid had turned. 
By this point, you could feel that people were fucking done with this entire plan. Within our guild, we had all agreed that the people from Old Man's Balls just weren't up to our standard. But we wanted our fetid kill, so on it went. One more reset we go and the last week of our dual raiding setup had finally arrived. Having given up on re-killing Fetid after several nights of failed attempts, we extended a lockout on old player and went on to push to Zul. It went about as well as Fetid did. With Tiamat still not pre-potting and still calling out comments at our raiders. It all came to a head though when after one of our wipes when we were discussing some strat changes... For context, we were doing the burn strat where you just nuke the boss and get rogues to cheese the damage on the ads. The only problem was, we didn't have any rogues. Mm. <laughs> alright guys, we're gonna go for the rogue burn strat, alright? It works, we've seen it work, this is what we're gonna do. Now, we're gonna have to make a slight modification to the rogue burn strat. Because we don't have any rogues. We're just going to do the burn bit. And not the rogue bit. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, we all got past it, but still. <coughs> so we had no rogues. Which meant we always had bad timing. And then got rolled over by ads in phase two. Raiders and our guild were trying to suggest using a different strat. Closer to how you would actually do the fight in heroic. Because we clearly didn't have the DPS. But Tiamat was having none of this. He was adamant that this is the strat. This is how this boss is done. This is how we do it. So we will do it this way. Because this is what big guilds use. And trying another tactic now would just be a waste of time. We would have to have people relearn the fight. <laughs> Can't have that. In reality, I think he liked this strat. <laughs> Big guilds. Yeah, that's what the big guilds do. The big grown-up guilds, they all do that. <laughs> so, that's what that, that's what we're going to do. Despite not having an important portion of the fight. No, imagine not having rogues. The fuck? Who's not got a rogue alt? What the fuck? Fucking times have changed, man. Times have changed. <laughs> no rogues. Weird. Weird. In reality, I think he really liked doing this strategy despite us wiping because he was a boomy and he was padding on all the ads. <laughs> Even though everyone was supposed to be nuking single target to make the push timer, his percentage of damage on ads was near 50%. <laughs> Is he called Syox? Must be Syox. Syox? Is it you? Is it you, Syox? <laughs> fucking boomers you know how hard i had to work to not pad on zool for real dude for real i had to work really hard to not pad on zool fuck me savage <laughs> uh, yeah always give it him always give it him <clears throat> a few more attempts later one of our demon hunters had had enough of this shit and confronted him after he started making comments about us not potting again, saying that maybe if he stopped whoring and actually started playing the game, we might be able to do it properly and that we only have to use a different strat because old man's balls raiders can't go fucking single target on a fight where there's more than one character to kill. Tiamat had a good response for this though. He's been called out. He's had the spotlight put on him. It's fine. Tiamat's response to this 
was that the Demon Hunter is a terrible player. <clears throat> I win. Checkmate, Demon Hunter. You're terrible. Beat that. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah? Well, you're terrible. Boom. <clears throat> Tiamat pointed out how he was an officer. <laughs> and that the demon hunter was a mere raider. <laughs> mere raider. And that it wasn't the job of the mere raiders to do the raid leader's job. And that the demon hunter should know his place in the raid. Oh my god. Officers! <laughs> know his place in the raid. Jesus Christ. If anyone ever spoke to me like that, I would be like, bye! Bye! See ya! Our demon hunter was then removed from the raid for someone else. And the reason given over comms was that the demon hunter was performing poorly. Hmm. Hmm. A firestorm. A firestorm erupted in guild chat. With all of us freaking out about how ridiculous this situation had gotten. A lot of us just said we're done with this. Even our GM agreed there was no going on with Tiamat in the group. We ended up calling the raid 20 minutes later as everyone was steaming and our officers didn't want to start a fight in the Discord. <sighs> Where's your fucking ballsy officers just going ham? The closing comments to them, of course, was the announcement that we are not raiding with you fuckers anymore. They were upset. They were upset by this because after the night's drama, they only had seven raiders left. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you don't understand. You can't leave. My attitude is so bad that more people have left me while this is going on. You're not understanding. Dude, come on. You can't leave now. I'm so toxic that less people want to play with me because of this. Like, you have to stay. You have to stay. Our guild didn't raid at all for the next few weeks, and we were totally fine with that. Until 8.1 hit, we just took the time to watch as what was left of old man's balls burnt to the ground. And it turns out that Tiamat left shortly after we'd stopped raiding, and the guild never seems to have recovered, as we are still in their Discord and haven't seen a single Warcraft log posted for weeks now. Oh, you're lurking the Discord. Once 8.1 hit, we reopened our raid team with a new and improved 25-ish man-strong roster. We're now back to our casual and relaxed raid and progressed to 2 out of 9 with Jaina Heroic fall just a few days ago. Thank you for reading my little story, and I hope you enjoyed. P.S. I hope my grammar isn't too bad, but it's 3 a.m. when I was writing this. Thank you so much for your little story. That was wonderful and so tragically sad. So, so tragically sad. A round of applause for Tiamat. <laughs> doesn't believe in potting <laughs> he doesn't believe in potting whatsoever i am going to love you and lead you and go and get back in bed i'm dying thank you for tolerating my less than enthusiastic as normal drama telling situation i hope you're all really good uh, i hope to be streaming over the weekend because we're currently playing two point hospital and it's super stupidly fun especially with you guys uh, we had all the subs being the doctors and all the non-subs being the patients. Some of you, some of you died, non-subs. Sorry, 
<laughs> Some of you died. Uh, but uh, I want to play it over the weekend. So I'll stream it if I'm going to get a chance to play. All right. Yeah, I'll stream it if I'm going to get a chance to play. Yeah, doctors. So the doctors out there. Dr. Zoe. Dr. Cat. Yeah, Dr. Hanats. Really good. Uh, not yet, Hanats, but I will do. Uh, I'll, I'll look at it in bed, actually. I'm going to look at your tweet in bed, Hanats. Thank you all. Have a wonderful weekend if you're not going to be around. I'll tweet out when we're streaming so we can have some fun. All right, guys. And remember, PreachCon tickets go on sale a week tomorrow. A week tomorrow. All right. Be good. Love you all. Bye-bye.